you know, there's an infinite amount of colors in the world and understanding how you can utilize them to help build a unique brand that will evoke, I guess, the feelings or emotions that you want to evoke in the world, it can be really important. Welcome to Your Branding Playbook, the podcast that breaks down digital and branding into bite-sized pieces. I'm Holly Ferling, and I'm thrilled to be one half of your hosting duo. And I'm Abe Kana, Managing Director of Vezini, bringing years of experience in the world of tech to help guide you through the rapidly evolving digital landscape. Whether you're a small startup or a large corporation, we're here to take the complexities out of digital and branding so you can take your business to the next level. Another tactical episode for everyone today, and we're going to talk about colours, which I think is quite fun. Um, but I, I, I guess if I'm starting in business, Ave, I've got my business name. I've taken your advice from one of our previous episodes. I've registered my domain name, so big ticks for me. Um, I'm thinking about a logo and my branding. Do I just pick the colours that I like? Is there anything wrong with that? Yeah, look, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But in saying that, there's a lot of things you need to consider when it comes to deciding what your brand colors are. And um, where, when you think about color, obviously color can have very different impacts on a person's um, psychology. So uh, a couple of examples that kind of come to mind when you think about what emotions that color can, I guess, create um, is McDonald's is probably a very, very notable brand. I think everyone recognizes the the yellow and red and the and the big M in the distance. Um, <laughs> and the the color red, for example, obviously is is quite a stimulating color, and it's obviously often associated with being with being active. It also increases the heart rate, which obviously in turn effectively jumpstarts your appetite. Um, so that's you know one of the reasons why McDonald's have chosen that particular color, um, and. The secondary color, obviously, in the McDonald's brand is yellow, and that's often associated with happiness. And it's obviously the most um, visible color in the daylight, which is why when you're, you know, on the on the road driving down the highway, and you can spot the McDonald's logo from ages away. Um, and that's that's just an example about how how brands use color to evoke emotion. Isn't it interesting? Because yeah, the yellow with happiness that makes so much sense with McDonald's because that's all part of their brand and. Um, already they're, they're, I guess, putting that messaging um, out there and, and for you to read, but also subconsciously to take on board. Fascinatingly, that the red is actually about being active, but that's the bit that jumpstarts your appetite. No, definitely. And I think it's really interesting that they play on that to help drive people's decisions and like they're, you know, when you're really hungry and you, you know, you see Maccas, it makes you think, well, I need food. There's a few other fast food restaurants that have utilized Red. You go Red Rooster, KFC, all those other ones. Um, I do have actually a bit of a pop culture reference. I do remember a number of years ago, I think there was an article about Kendall Jenner um, painting her bedroom a certain shade of pink in order to suppress appetite. So all of a sudden we're starting to see that these colors, it's it's psychology, it's also biology that we're starting to make these connections. 
Yeah, definitely. It's really interesting to see that in this particular scenario, Kendall was trying to suppress <laughs> her appetite. Uh, um, <laughs> the things you do, so, hey? I yeah. I would just rather having an aesthetic bedroom. But anyway, um, well, let's talk about then colours, perceptions, and then also tying that in with branding. Um, you've spoken about McDonald's, the red and the yellow. What about black? What What does black kind of evoke if that's part of your colour palette as a business? Yeah, look, black is often associated with style and luxury, but it also can be, on the contrast, associated with being dark and depressing. So um, that's why you'll see a lot of luxury high-end brands, you know, like um, YSL and, and you know. Um, Even Vogue. Uh, like Vogue's, Vogue, yeah. yeah like their, really their brand is so much, it's the, it's the black and the white. Um, fascinating, though, that there's that double-edged sword of making sure that you do it well or that maybe it's the choice of font or the other bits and pieces of your branding that um, makes sure that you're aligning with luxury? For sure. And yeah, it's all going to tie in together as well. Um, and white in particular is obviously often seen as like fresh and mm. but still neutral. Um, and, you know, that's that's heavily prominent in, you know, Samsung and Apple. Um, both those brands use white very effectively and obviously allow their imagery to kind of sell the piece. Um, particularly, I know that um, in recent experiences working with some businesses, I'll often get the conversation starter of talking about how they want to brand their business. Like, I want to be like Apple. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and I'm like, that's great. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, but no, look, it, you know, it's really interesting to see that, you know, um, Apple in particular, obviously they use a whole mixture of colors and Apple's brand actually isn't just white and gray. Like if you actually mm. look at their website or their other um, uh, digital assets, um, they actually incorporate color into their into their product line and in their imagery. And that's what adds that extra flavor to their brand. So they don't rely on that uh, as a core, uh, I guess, part of their core branding colors. But yeah, it's really interesting to see how that, that gets utilized. But people often forget that. They just think Apple's just white and black or white and gray and they lose sight of that aspect of it too. But it kind of ties back into what you were saying before, Hold about how your brand is is more, obviously color is a core pillar of that, but there's more to it than just, you know, picking a, a particular primary and secondary color. All right. So tell me about blue. What what does blue kind of evoke in someone? Yeah, look, blue is often associated um, quite heavily. You see it a lot in the, in the medical space, but it's often uh, attributed to people that evoke emotions around dependability, strength, trust, mm. um, and, and I guess calmness. Um, and I think, you know, when you think a hospital, you think, you know, obviously you might be going through a traumatic experience. So, you know, a, a good example of that is in, in, um, you know, an emergency department, you might see a lot of blue, like the nurses scrubs might be blue and, um, you know, they, there could be some stuff to be said about the fact that that's obviously to create a calming environment for people and for patients. How interesting. I would never have thought of that. It actually, it makes so much sense now. Like, look at you, we've just been tricked into everything. Um, <laughs> what about green? Green's probably one of the last like major colors apart from red and yellow, which we've already mentioned. Yeah. Tell us about green. Yeah. Green's often affiliated with growth um, and, and health. Um, I've often seen green quite heavily used in the financial sector as well. Um, often people, you know, see finance to link with their own personal growth, whether it's wealth. Um, so that's quite a common trend that you'll see, um, like subconsciously if you, now that you know it, obviously you're more likely <laughs> to probably pick up on it, but yeah, that's, that's often quite common too. 
So what are some of the simple things that people often overlook when they're choosing brand colours um, and making sure that it's all cohesive? Like surely you've come across some little bits of either successes or failures in this space as you've consulted with with different clients. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, sometimes it's very easy to get caught up, particularly obviously in this digital world where a lot of the time you might be working with a brand consultant um, you know, on online or like via Zoom because, you know, you can't physically you know be with them. But um, people often forget the fact that although something like a color might um, be perceived in a certain way on 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 a screen because obviously you can have any types of screens. You can have your laptop screen, you can have a monitor. Um, depending on the type of screen, obviously the color may vary as well. Um, but people often overlook the fact that they've also got to consider how that color may translate in the f- in the physical sense. So when you're printing your collateral, or even if you're putting up a sign on your building, um, one particular color that I know that we've had challenges with in the past and it's, it's pretty common in the branding in, in the branding space because like gold is a notoriously challenging color to, to print. Um, we were working with a, a client who had a real estate um, agency and, and she was quite adamant that she wanted gold. And I, I look, I have, I don't I hate gold as a color. Like I like it. It's a nice <laughs> color. Don't get me wrong. It obviously symbolizes luxury and premiumness and all that fun stuff. But when it comes to printing it, it ends up looking like Dijon mustard. And then, oh, no. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, that's a very big disconnect between premium luxury and mustard. So you've really got to think about, you know, how do those colors translate both digitally, but also in, in the offline world or the physical world. Is it important to get help with this? Like it, it, there seems to be so much to it and I've already learned so much in this podcast alone, but yeah, is it, is it important to possibly consult with someone about this to make sure that you get it right first go? Yeah, look, it, it definitely is. I think if you're working with someone that really understands the psychology behind branding and like the use of colors, you know, there's an infinite amount of colors in the world um, and understanding how you can utilize them to help build a unique brand that will evoke, I guess, the feelings or emotions that you want to evoke um in the world, it can be really important to, um, you know, leverage someone's experience in doing that and, and understanding how to build brands and build them effectively to really deliver a, real, uh, a good outcome. I really like your point there on uniqueness. Like the, as much as we've spoken about the impact of colour, I think it's still a your point of difference as, as a company and as a brand to be able to stand out amongst the masses and, um, yeah, really create your own footprint, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. And you can combine that with other assets of fat or um, pillars of your brand to help together create your own unique footprint. Is there even, I guess, some of those challenges then with colours working together? So while it might look good together on a website or on a business card or any sort of other collateral, but even what it might look like if text was in that colour? Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to also consider how our color impacts legibility or accessibility. I know we often look at it when we um, work with clients, particularly on a on a digital level when it comes to like web experiences. Um, you know, creating an experience for people that is accessibly friendly is really important because often you you know when you're in the midst of designing an experience, you might you know potentially overlook you know does the text contrast okay? You know, is it legible? Um, if someone had a visual impairment, can they still you know I guess achieve the same experience that someone that doesn't have that same impairment um, achieve, if, if that makes sense. So 
it's it's definitely important to consider that as well when you're deciding what your brand colors are or what colors you're using in an experience from an experience perspective. Well, I know exactly who I'm going to talk to if I need any help with my branding colors. <laughs> so, Ave, once again, thank you so much for your time on today's episode. Thanks, Hal. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you or your business needs help in the branding or digital space, or you'd like to continue today's conversation, feel free to connect with me, Abe Kana, on LinkedIn or visit our website, bezanique.com. More details can be found in the show notes. This podcast was recorded on the Ngunnawal and Turrbal lands. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.